0: welcome to the honey and fire podcast i'm robin and i'm hannah and we're sisters who love to talk every day about what in the world is going on we live in a physical world but we also live in a spiritual world and the battles we face are simply a result of the war raging within the spiritual realm we've been given the gift of the holy spirit and authority to use his power
1: it's a hefty responsibility but the state of the world rests on what we allow to flow through us we love jesus And we work together to sharpen each other in
0: what he's doing in our lives. Like most of you, we are just ordinary people married with children and we're doing the best that we can to love God and others well. We want to invite you into our conversations and hope that you'll leave feeling encouraged. We hope you laugh and feel refreshed
1: and that our voices would make you feel like you just received a giant hug from Jesus. So welcome to the Honey and Fire podcast. Welcome to our first episode. This is actually happening
0: can't even believe it it's been such a long time coming
1: the learning process and behind the scenes work that's involved in podcast creation <clears throat> and then you know just like basic life stuff I don't know like your ear blowing up
0: oh my gosh you Dude. guys! my ear basically blew up oh my gosh. um that was horrible to watch it's a little bit better now I got mastoditis which is an, basically an infection an ear infection that then ruptured my eardrum and then the infection got stuck and then it went into the bone of my ear and this is crazy that's not real life (laughs) but it was and it's better now so
1: but we were ready to start our podcast and then
0: (sighs) and then i fell off face of the earth (laughs) it was not fun but we're here now we're here we made
1: it all hurdles are over it's all good yay episode one okay so here we go i hope you guys are ready for this hannah and i are sisters 13 years apart
0: you guys want to know what's so funny about that (laughs) oh dear uh the other day robin and i went to an event together so she's older um and (laughs) we went to this event together this like i don't know women's thing and some lady said oh is this your daughter oh my
1: gosh that's not funny that's not funny it was it wasn't funny when i was 14 either and i would like take you guys to the store just to get you out Mm -hmm. of mom's hair and like People would give me dirty looks. I'm 14 years old and I'm, you know, walking around at least with these
0: three of us. With,
1: well, well, I was 16 when Jen was born, the oh, youngest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But at 14, you know, I would have had, you know, Becky would have been, I don't know. I don't even know. Six. And then Kim and then you. And so I would just like walk you over to the family fair.
0: Yeah. And we'd years. get
1: a treat and people would give me dirty looks. I'm like, I. I'm like a flat-chested 14-year-old pubescent (laughs) girl. And they're like, ask your mom if you can have a sucker. And I'm like, do I look like a mother?
0: Oh, my gosh. That's so funny. That's
1: not really different now. No. Since I'm 41. No.
0: Probably (laughs) I look I the same say, as I do. What, yeah, did when it doesn't. I was 14. Yeah, it doesn't happen often. But I was a little taken back. Like uh, I really did want to laugh. I'm like, um. I didn't know what to say. That hasn't happened in no so no. long. And I'm a mom to two. Like I'm you don't not, look like oh. your grandma. <laughs> you don't look like your grandma. Oh my gosh! Oh,
1: that's Terrible. So funny. Oh my word.
0: Yeah. Anyway, um, so you guys, we do. We come from a big family. There are six kids in our family. Um, And I think it's safe to say we had probably the best childhood. Um, It was so much fun. And there was so much to be thankful for. Um, There were definitely monumental issues and life circumstances that happened to us. But the foundation of our upbringing was the love of two parents that wanted us to be rooted in faith first and foremost.
1: Yeah. You know, people often ask me this. um, I don't know about you, Hannah, but they'll say, what was it like growing up in a large family? And, you know, there's a lot of stories there. But the majority of the people um that have experienced our family ask if they can be adopted into it Mm -hmm. and the truth is honestly in mom and dad's head they already are Mm -hmm. like they just treated all of our friends as their own kids so i think that's kind of seeped into who we are yeah you know
0: i feel like we do we carry that um that trait into our families now too Mm -hmm. so anybody's welcome always and forever yes um so robin you're the oldest and you had a little bit of a different childhood than i did mostly because of the age difference and um just our parents raised us at two totally different phases of life you Mm -hmm. guys um so why don't you like tell us what uh, the important (laughs) things of how we got here today
1: (laughs) i was there for like almost the whole thing so let me tell you (laughs) I'm so old, you know. Oh man. Um yeah, well interestingly, I grew up um not well, I went to church, but I didn't go to church with my parents growing up. That was probably the biggest shift in in the difference between your upbringing and my upbringing. So yeah. up until age 9, dad was an atheist, mm-hmm. but he and mom would send us to church every Sunday <laughs> and Wednesday on the church bus. So Brian, Becky and I, they'd like make us get up and we'd say, "We don't want to go. It's not fair. Why why can't we stay home with you, but
0: That's so. yeah, funny. I think they,
1: they liked the free daycare or something. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure.
0: And I'm pretty sure they weren't the only ones in town doing it. It's true. <laughs> sending their right. Kids, sending their kids off to the church for a free night. For a
1: free night. Oh, of oh my word. So they go to Awana mm-hmm. or Sunday school. But I do appreciate that. I mean, I, I was mm-hmm. taught the word of God and the concept of God and 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 truth that did for me even though my parents weren't there and if I had questions I would still ask dad questions which was so fascinating because he he had a bible his grandma had given to him and I would say well they said this today at Sunday school and he'd say well if you believe the bible that's what the Bible says and I'd say well don't you believe the Bible and he'd say huh well and he just didn't know what to do. That's so Total challenger. Anyway yeah so I always longed for them to go to church when we'd roll in on the church bus it was kind of like we were the I don't know there was just a difference socially and yeah. we were the kids that didn't have parents at church and I always longed to ride in the car with mom and dad to go to church but um, there through a lot of different Circumstances and honestly, supernatural God encounters. Mm-hmm. Um, someday maybe we can share that yeah. story. But Dad ended up giving his life to Jesus when I was nine, and then we continued to go to church. Probably even more then. it was like every time the church doors were open, our parents were serving. Oh there. my gosh,
0: you guys, <laughs> that's, that's your childhood. Yeah, we basically I lived we, at like, church. Lived at church. Yeah, and then they also like they trusted everybody in the church so yeah. well that like they would they would literally on sunday mornings they'd say okay green crew like load them up ship them out and if you didn't make it in the car you got left <laughs> like there were times people from the church had to take me home because they, they would leave their kids <laughs> oh my gosh they would <laughs> so funny oh well we did only live
1: a couple minutes from church and there were times where like it's like too bad so sad you weren't in the car they gave warning. Walk it home. wasn't like we didn't right. know. Oh, they gave warning. Mom would yell it for the whole <laughs> church
0: to oh. hear. Great, great. Oh, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it was good. Yeah. Oh, so funny. So
1: funny. So, yeah. So that was my childhood. And then, um, yeah, I don't know. Mom and dad just kept having kids. So yeah, they. Sure I did. will never forget. Um, dad announced their pregnancy with you during testimony time in an evening service and he got up and read Psalm 127 3 through 5 which says children are a heritage from the lord offspring a reward from him like arrows in the hands of a warrior are children born in one's youth blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them well as people began to realize what he was hinting at they started clapping and cheering and i kid you not this little <laughs> old lady you know which one i'm I talking know. about too exactly <laughs> you're sat, talking about she sat behind us and she smelled like sausage first <laughs>
0: I wasn't going to go there. I did. I don't <laughs> care. It's my it. podcast. It's so sh- I loved
1: her, but she was just very blunt. She she said, don't you know what causes that? And everyone in the church can hear. Uh-huh. And dad goes, yeah, and I enjoyed every second of it. Oh and I was just gosh. like slipping through the, down the <laughs> pew on underneath. I wanted to crawl <laughs> oh, in the hole and die. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so mom and dad were loud and proud that they yeah. just were just going to yeah. keep having kids because they were a gift and you were. <laughs> so Amazing. anyway, um, it was it was a good childhood even before they knew the lord loving parents very very caring yeah uh, yeah. um i had a good childhood and i think my teen years were challenging only because i was the oldest so mom and dad were trying to figure that out and navigate in a world where there was a lot of well it was just just hard so
0: it was hard and mm. actually now you say that it makes me think um like childhood wise they protected us um and helped us feel safe and loved and well taken care of um and it wasn't until teenage years that even I felt like wait a minute the world's not perfect it doesn't just go Mm -hmm. around like there's hardships there's hard things um things even that I didn't even know about my parents that I realized once I was old enough to understand wait a second you know they've been dealing with this and I had no idea like Mm -hmm. that what a gift for parents to just create a safe place and not take all of their burdens and just throw them on top of their kids Mm -hmm. you know which they easily could have done and you know I'm not saying they did that perfectly but they did it enough to make home feel safe
1: yeah home was a safe haven for us even though there were dynamics like you said yeah you know dad annoyed me mom annoyed me I annoyed them it just that's the way that it was
0: it was like yeah they were annoying (laughs) (laughs) they're annoying also for probably about five years
1: there this miraculous thing happened and I knew everything and they knew nothing they were the dumbest people on the planet so
0: odd how that happened I know
1: and then all of a sudden I started having kids and it was like I'm so sorry
0: that I Uh treated you like that Uh
1: and I think that's kind of the natural thing as a teenager you're trying to figure out the world and your parents are trying to like keep you from it as you're stepping into it and It's a weird dynamic, but I think they did a pretty good job.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah. So you shared a little bit about your upbringing, but tell me your dynamic from age five, besides the fact that by that point, we basically lived at the church.
0: Yeah. Yep. Very much so. Um, I don't remember my parents not loving the Lord. Um, I was rambunctious wild child I gave my parents a run for their money and I was their fifth um I'm sure and I I can almost guarantee I've heard my mom say before if we would have had you first like, <laughs> I don't know we could have done more um I didn't sleep I was into everything I was so naughty so disrespectful you ate
1: Christmas bulbs one year. I did the I did
0: um I had audacity
1: yeah like i was audacious i
0: yep so um yeah and there was a time i (sighs) would you got can i I just interject
1: i'm like hannah you have to picture this okay hannah cut her own hair (laughs) (laughs) robin said
0: no to cutting mine i I wouldn't cut it so she she cut her hair she's cutting someone else's so she ended up with a mullet i had a mullet (laughs) and she wore like a feather boa i was fun i was not i was not um let's see I wasn't rebellious i think that's that's key i wasn't yeah. rebellious i wasn't out to no, be naughty you were just i was fully i was full okay force of everything yeah very confident i didn't mean to
1: interrupt you but i oh, just you're i fine. have to set the stage people have to know
0: yeah I, if you Hannah could grasp like. me as a child i was walking around with a pink boa and um singing with a mullet and, that's and it everyone <laughs> in our family still will jokingly say <clears throat> it's glitter oh yeah because always... that's what i christmas gift yeah. people was glitter <laughs> I'm not kidding as a kid. I love I love that stuff. Yeah. Okay. I still do. Um, but yeah, and man, there was, i just I was gutsy. I there was one time my dad was so mad at me, he's like, get over here right now and I said, Haha, you can't catch me. I went and I went under the table thinking he can't get me in here. He's too big, he can't get down. that dude flipped that table so fast <laughs> over that. me and he was like, You wanna say what? Like <laughs>
1: Oh, I remember man. that Anna, you were like four years old I will never forget it yeah
0: yeah <laughs> and everybody's watching this man who's like how do I get rain of this child oh. so yeah um I was rambunctious I was crazy I did have fun and I actually developed a really good bond with my parents I think because of that I asked them a lot of questions um I don't know I I felt like I could talk to them which was nice um I still remember there was one day I actually asked my dad a question very very personal question <laughs> very personal um I should not have but I did as a teenager and he said you know what I fully anticipated one of our kids asking me this question and I cannot believe it took till number five in high school for you to ask me this question so I I just was comfortable anyway all that mm-hmm. to say yeah we lived at the church I was super involved in the youth group I had a lot of fun I was very outgoing i i I didn't really have a insecurity or insecure bone in my body in the mm-hmm. time at that time, mm-hmm. so yeah, very fun, very crazy
1: yeah, well, I think it's um fitting that our first podcast is talking about familial bonds
0: mm-hmm. that
1: we have. And that we're going to look at the family of God on a larger, larger scale, mm-hmm. because our family was radically shaken in January 2022. Yeah, and I hope that not only the the good that came out of that, or in, and the hardship that came out of that, that we can talk about and maybe encourage other people. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I just want to say, I guess I kind of lost my train of thought. That's okay. No. Um, so so our family was radically shaken in january 2022 when our dad passed away yeah and um
0: he was a pillar for us you guys like he uh he like drove us crazy but in a good way um i still remember somebody saying to me after um after he died they said your dad was the most annoying man ever but (laughs) i will miss him so much like because, because he was so obnoxiously loving, he w- people didn't know what to do with. They that. didn't, yeah,
1: they didn't know what to do with the, the level of love he that came out of that man. He didn't care. He didn't care
0: what people thought about him. He just loved God and he loved people. And I mean, if people could be mean to him, yes. and it would infuriate us. Yes, but it would. I, I he know. just he would like
1: I love him even more because of it.
0: Oh yeah, I mean, yeah. random people would just call him up. He'd go take him yeah. to do different stuff. He would and not. I mean, this is the nicest say, He, he, like, weirdos, weirdos, <laughs> okay? <laughs> the wacky dackies. He didn't care. He never, he never, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, he never, he never talked badly about people. Mm. He never made them feel dumb. He always wanted them to feel included. He always was interested, genuinely interested in their lives. If he went to the store, it would take him a million years. This is where it was annoying. It was like he would go to the to Meyer and he'd be gone for over an hour because he would just stop and talk to somebody about Because their he day. saw the value in everybody. He did. He saw that every single yeah. person is walking through mm-hmm. this world and they all have so much that they're carrying. And mm-hmm. they, sometimes you just need one person to just mm-hmm. stop and listen to you. And he did. He just listened well and he you cared. Know, I think the re- we all do
1: things because of usually ha- – Things that we've been through in our life, yeah. our childhood shapes us, our teenage years shape us, traumatic experiences shape us, and he was bullied as a kid.
0: Yeah,
1: um, he was also the oldest, so he there. there <laughs> is. I mean, I can say this because I'm the oldest, and I, I mean, I have children too, and I hope I haven't done too much to cause trauma to my oldest child. But you just don't know what you're doing, right? So even if you are the best parents in the world, you're you're learning on the first one, and. Yep you know, obviously that comes with some stuff. So he had all of that. And I think after he met the Lord, it just, it pushed him even more to yeah. be like a friendly, caring, oh, inclusive
0: kind person. Yeah. He saw, like, yeah, saw that. They all, he's like, these are God's people. Mm-hmm. Like he literally was like, you are loved by God, mm-hmm. you know? And so if God loves you, I love you. And yeah. that's just how he lived. So, um, losing him, that Mm -hmm. does shake shake your world you know yeah um he loved other people really well but he really loved his kids yeah really loved them
1: he did we had we both had a deep relationship with our dad he's the one that we would call when things were so hard so overwhelming so confusing Mm -hmm. our deepest hurts our most vulnerable questions even our seething anger towards other people is something we could take to him and leave his presence having been redirected to our father in heaven he'd speak loving truth into our hearts he'd challenge us and the thing i loved most about him is he would accept his challenge
0: seriously you guys it's huge not many leaders accept a challenge because they don't realize that um learning is in the wrestling but he did he did <laughs> and he loved i don't know maybe i'm speaking wrongly of him but uh, or incorrectly but i think he liked it yeah I think, I think he liked did. that we could just go there.
1: Yeah. Oh, and you and I, we went there. You and I were yeah. challengers. Yeah. 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 We were. Mm-hmm. So side note, what's one of your favorite challenges that you pushed him through?
0: Oh oh yeah, there's a few. Um, which also this kind of tapers back to what Robin was saying about letting them go to church. Um even though they didn't necessarily believe, like <laughs> believe in God or the Bible or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and just letting them go and get They curious. wanted our faith they, to be our yeah, own. They mm-hmm. always have wanted our faith to be our own. And I remember going to, I think it was the Methodist church. I don't know. Um, when I was in probably sixth grade with a friend. And I remember I was like, can I go? They're like, yeah, of course. So I went and then. Sure enough, I come back. They want to know all about what I learned. They want to hear all the things, right? Just so we could walk through it together. Mm-hmm. So they let us go out and gather our own thoughts or things from the world. And then they helped us process it biblically. Um, but with that, because we value the Bible so much in the word of God, um, the biggest thing I probably would have ever challenged him with was, when I was probably, I had been like six or seven. I We went to a very conservative church um, and... At the time, one of the things that they required was if a girl were to get pregnant outside of wedlock, she had to go in front of the church and apologize Mm -hmm. for her sin. Mm -hmm. Um, And not the, not the boyfriend, just her Mm -hmm. or the guy, I should say. Um, And I watched a girl do it. I literally watched her walk up there and I was in the back watching as she went up to apologize for her sin. And when I got home, I said, "Um, I don't understand why, why would she have to go do that? And he said, well, because, um, it's important to gather forgiveness for our sins. And I said, well, what about the guy who's cheating on his wife or the one who's lying? I don't understand. I am. I'm little. And I'm like, what about the person who is looking at things they shouldn't be looking at Mm -hmm. or saying mean things about other people? Why don't they have to go up there? Mm -hmm. And I remember him just like staring and like really processing it, um, with me, you know? And he said, well, you're right probably shouldn't have you know um and I just I was like I th- I just think that that's I think it I was like I don't know why they she has to go in front of the whole church that just didn't make sense to me I understand accountability and we talked through that like when we have make a sinful choice and having accountability with somebody and sharing our sin and saying I need help because I made a mistake that's one thing it's another thing to um like damage <laughs> damage somebody that was damaging well we're supposed to
1: confess our sins one to another but we're supposed to be in such a tight family relationship that we can do that and it should have that should have happened way prior to that happening right like that's the whole point of it. yeah
0: and then there's the boyfriend at the time he's sitting in the back row and that that couple is still together to this day but I think a lot about that and I'm like what did that do for their faith right
1: because it was it was condemnation at that point it was
0: Yep, it wasn't mm-hmm. in love. And right. so, but what's so fun about that is um, because <laughs> because our dad created such an open pathway of communication when it came to talking things biblical or challenging our faith or the things we've learned um, that passed on to other, other people <laughs> in leadership. I don't know. Some people like it. Some people hate it. I just am going to say it's, I mean, it's still like this to this day, but um, we had a new pastor... <laughs> Oh man, we were looking for a new pastor, youth pastor, and I remember the church had a Q and A, um, and never met this man. I still, I still have a really good relationship with this man, but. Um, he. How old were you at the time? I had to have been. A, I was a freshman. It was my first okay. year so in like high 14, school. 15. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And we're in the church. The church basement. Oh my gosh. <laughs> potluck style with all the people, and they get him up on a stool with his wife, and they said, "Okay, does anybody have any questions for the new pastor?" And I raised my hand, and I could just see my dad's face, like, "Oh, <laughs> oh, God be with us," <laughs> because he said. He said, "Yeah, hi. I'm so and so." And I said, "Hi. Um, I'm Hannah. What would you do if one of the girls in your youth group got pregnant?" <laughs> and he just grinned and everybody went silent. And <laughs> my dad was like, "Oh, Hannah." Really I would say right way. off the bat yeah. because I was like, "I'm a girl in your youth group?" Mm-hmm. How you I would I would I really hope I don't get pregnant or make that mistake, but if I did, how would you handle it?" mm mm-hmm. Mhm. And he answered really well, and um, it was fine. And he w- ended up being the youth pastor. We had a great relationship, and like I said, I still see him to this day and have a good mm-hmm. relationship with them. Um, but it's, it was just so funny because that's how we were. Yeah. We didn't let our we didn't we didn't just see someone in authority and take their word. We always p- pulled it to the word of God. Yeah. If which, it didn't line up, I'm gonna say something. Right. That's.
1: We'll talk about that another day, but that's yeah. been probably the most hurt that I've ever had because God deposits things in us, right? Yeah, yeah. And and he gives us these these personalities for a reason. Right. And he has this hunger and thirst for his word, and we read it, and we see things that don't line up with it.
0: And you're like, wait, just because wait. you are in some form of authority doesn't mean you're, right. you're more um, knowledgeable right. than me when it comes to the Bible. Right. Maybe the buckets amount of schooling. I'm not saying that yeah. they don't know more. Maybe sure. they know more. Sure. But I have just as much authority in the kingdom of heaven as Ooh, you. Oh, Jesus. So, here we go. I just mean, like, <laughs> I just mean, I hope that those of you listening who yeah. are feeling defeated, yeah. that you don't you, you don't feel like mm-hmm. you're worthy to be play a part in the kingdom. Mm-hmm. That's such a lie. It's a lie. And if you know yeah.
1: something is, like, going against the grain of the way God intended it to, you...
0: You can talk hold to somebody about to that. Hold tight to Jesus.
1: Oh, yeah. You hold tight to him. Do not feel defeated. No. mm nope. No. So, um... Oh, oh yeah. yeah I guess okay. I guess I so, so, my biggest challenge with dad was... <laughs> this is so ridiculous. When I was in high school, it was so cool. You know, like, 150 years ago. I'm <laughs> sure you're not that old. <laughs> When I was in high school 150 years ago, actually in like 1999, <laughs> like last century, yeah, <laughs> um, it was really cool to pierce your eyebrow, you know, <laughs> to have like bars. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> not even a hoop a bar. No, a bar with oh diamonds. Oh, my gosh. Girl with diamonds. Anyways, I wanted my eyebrow pierced. And dad was like, absolutely not. You're not doing that. And I said, I don't know, we got into an argument about it. A big fight. It was back and forth. It wasn't, when I say a big fight, it was just like, there might have been some yelling on my end, but but dad was sticking to his guns. Like, you're not piercing your eyebrow. That means you're a slave. It's (laughs) sinful. It means you're a prostitute. I'm like, what are you talking about? (laughs) No, he does not. But he just like,
0: Mm
1: -hmm. whatever, he had an opinion. So it came down to this. He said, Robin, I'll make you a deal. I mean, I was so mad. I went in my room, slammed my door, was listening to Jesus music.
0: (laughs) DZ Doc. DZ
1: Doc. (laughs) Jars of clay. Oh, gosh. Okay, right. So I'm listening to music, and he comes in. He says, Robin, this is one thing I loved about him, too. He always took care of things right away. We didn't allow anger to sit Mm -mm. in our house. It could not fester. He said, I'll make a deal with you. You show me in the Bible where God is okay with piercing your body and if you can do that then i will relent and i said okay i'd like to take it a step further i'd like you to show me in the bible where he says that i can't
0: <laughs> guys we are gutsy yeah and not in a disrespectful way no. we were never disrespectful but we were no. very much so we like we wanted to know what was right right so <laughs> i knew where i was going and
1: i gave it a week and I read through it a few times. Yeah. But I said, Hey, Dad, I just wanted to let you know that I found where I can. We were in the station wagon. I remember where we were. We were almost to the bridge by the mm-hmm. river. And I said, I found in Genesis where God allows for piercing of your body parts. And he was like, What? And mom's there, and I can see her in the front seat. Like, She's oh, like, Star, here she goes. <laughs> And I said, Isaac gave Rebecca a nose ring as an engagement ring and God was all about that. And he was like <laughs> he didn't know what to do. He just like oh was just no. he just kept driving and I said, So have you found anything yet? To <laughs> prove me wrong? Oh man. I kid you not, when I got to church on Sun he didn't say anything else about it. When I got to church on Sunday, I had two ladies come up to me telling me that it would it would be um just so detrimental if I did something like that because their girls look up to me and oh my god and I would um be setting such a poor example I'd be setting such a a spirit of rebellion oh dear in the, and actually I talked to dad later about that because I was really mad at him because I thought he he did that but I think actually what he he was saying he was saying to them this kid is crazy like she's She's beyond. I don't know what to do with her. I'm so proud of her. Yeah. Because she sought it out and now she's getting an eyebrow ring and I don't know what to do with that. <laughs> but I think he was proud. He said sure. I was proud of you. So sharing that, he had no idea that, that they, they came to me and they they hurtful. tried to guilt trip me into not getting that. Now I'm I praise the Lord that I never pierced my eyebrow. It would have looked so dumb That's on so me. Funny. I did pierce my nose later. Mm-hmm. But um Anyway, so that, that was, is so
0: funny. Yeah, that was yeah. my challenge with dad. For sure.
1: So, um, yeah, we wanted to talk today just really quick um, about everyone being welcome in God's family, mm-hmm. just like they were in the green family. Yeah. So, like I said, God deposits parts of himself in each of us. And what I liked about how we grew up is that those deposits were celebrated within the four walls of our home.
0: Mm-hmm. Honestly, I think that's probably why um, everyone wanted to be a part of our family um that and our mom was wild and crazy <laughs> and hanging out at our house was always fun and there's always food and it was always a good time. yeah it was always a good time mm-hmm. um yeah
1: so so what do we do hannah when we've had a bad family experience because i i don't know how normal it is to have a family upbringing like we did i feel like we're a little abnormal like I'm large pretty sure we're abnormal. loud
0: yeah
1: fun and crazy
0: yeah
1: um but what do we do like yeah. with bad experiences not just in our family our like birth family but even church family
0: yeah um, for sure
1: didn't operate the way that god's family is supposed to
0: well i think first and foremost we have to remember that everybody is broken Mm -hmm. so um that uh god's initial design did not have sin in it and because of sin we're broken um so everybody's coming from different places in life different walks God is the only one who sees the full story. So um, we may have a terrible relationship with our mom or our sister or our aunt or whoever. um, And we may be like, they're the worst. They just don't even, I just, I don't understand how you can be so toxic or like so undermining or whatever. And maybe, just maybe we don't know what that person's been through. So I think we need to come forward to people being gracious and understanding first and foremost. We need to see their brokenness and understand Mm -hmm. that, that, was never God's intention and that he loves them just as much mm-hmm. as he loves you. Yeah. And I will say that <clears throat> in our family, mm-hmm. we understand
1: where each other has come from because we've communicated that. And yes. so if we've been hurt by a parent or a sibling or a whatever, any part, anyone in our family, we have gotten to know where they came from and why they tick the way that they do. Yeah. And that, that alleviates a ton of the hurt and the pain yeah. that, just continues to seek because you at least understand where where they're coming from right yeah um yeah i think another thing that's really important and this is across the board for everyone but um we forgive as we've been forgiven right. so in matthew six fourteen to 15 jesus is giving the sermon on the mount and then he teaches the lord's prayer and then he says if you forgive others of their trespasses your heavenly father will forgive you for your trespasses but if you don't forgive them their trespasses he won't forgive you
0: that's huge you guys that's heavy it's really heavy and we don't talk about it enough
1: i agree because
0: i because unforgiveness is not welcome in the kingdom of heaven
1: it's just not part of the kingdom of heaven
0: you can't Mm -mm. that's just not fair Mm -hmm. you know It's it's just not his heart
1: well who who in the world do we think we are right jesus is up on a cross dying for our sin and we think oh yeah thank you for saving me do we really even understand the weight of that right but guess who else he was dying for suffering for bleeding being beaten all of it being ridiculed and put to shame for the person that just hurt you really bad
0: yeah Mm -hmm. the
1: murderer that Mm -hmm. he was next to on the cross so
0: yeah so um I think that kind of ties into the next part, mm-hmm. giving it over to the Lord. I think it's important. He tells us to cast all of our cares on him for he cares for us and that his yoke is easy and his burden is light. And I think you should share the vision that the Lord had given mm-hmm. you about the burden and the yoke and the burden, because yeah. um, I think that's a beautiful example.
1: Yeah, that was quite an experience. And we'll talk more about these this past year in later episodes. But this one is really cool. Um, I was having just a really precious healing time with the Lord at a Mm -hmm. conference that we had gone to. And I I mean, his presence was so thick because everybody, every single person in the room was craving it. And I was on my face. I couldn't even stand up. I was on my face and I could see myself. in a more heavenly place with rainbows um, in in clear crystal water and there was Jesus he Mm -hmm. was standing there and I said oh he said um, you need to cast your burdens on me this was kind of like one of the last things in grief that I hadn't given over yeah and he said the verse came to mind my yoke is easy and my burden is light and I said that's great Jesus and I know that verse but i don't know what that means like i don't know what your yoke is yeah and i will never forget in this vision i saw him smile and he put his arm around me and he put my arm around his back and he said let's go yeah he he actually didn't say anything he just like like that was the point his yoke is him putting his arm around me and me around him and walking together and doing everything arm in arm like as a friend
0: yeah his yoke
1: is not it's not a, like you know the the, the picture is that the yoke is goes on the oxen and you work together and pull together mm-hmm. and you need to be evenly yoked for it to work well and for one to not be, outworking the other one you know because they're the wrong size or one's faster and one's slower. Mm-hmm. When we take our yoke upon him, we walk with him. Yeah, it's easy. It's easy. It's easy, and I was like, I'm w- I'm overcomplicating this, and he's like, Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. You're
1: overcomplicating it. I think we do anyway, that a lot. We, we do. We just
0: like, yeah. we want to see God in his reverence and holiness and we should, we really mm-hmm. should. Um, but he wants to just be your friend and love you and walk with you too, you know? So yeah. just crazy awesome.
1: I think the next one we have to put on a t-shirt. Hannah says this all the time and I love it. Absolutely. So you share <laughs> it and then I'll read the scripture yes, that goes with it. It's one of my
0: absolute favorite things to do, you guys. And that is praying behind people's back. Yes. Um, there is a list of people I pray behind their backs and I can just say, first and foremost, I've seen a few of those come through. Um, a few people who have walked, like returned to the Lord. Yeah. Walked away from the Lord. And then all of a sudden I was like, they're a lost cause to me. Like, I don't know mm-hmm. how, I don't, I have nothing in my capacity to bring you back to God, but I know that you know him. So I'm, I just don't know how you come back. You've, you've heard the gospel. Um, and I just was like. Pray. I'm going to pray for them. I'm going to pray behind their back because our mouths are our biggest tool, I Mm -hmm. think, when it comes to, um, uh, well, one, talking to God, but also um, when it comes to like advocating for um, ourselves in the spirit. So I pray hard behind (laughs) people's hands, um, which is fun um, and also really cool when God shows their return home like that was cool for me to watch and see so
1: yeah so people that we're praying for but also those that hurt us too oh for sure and in romans 12 i love this um we'll start in verse 14 bless those who persecute you bless and do not curse them Mm -hmm. rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep live in harmony with one another do not be proud but enjoy the company of the lowly do not be conceited Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Carefully consider what is right in the eyes of everybody. If it is possible on your part, live at peace with everyone. Mm -hmm. Do not avenge yourselves, beloved, but leave room for God's wrath, for it is written, vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. Mm -hmm. On the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him, and if he's thirsty, give him a drink. For in doing so, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good.
0: Wow. That's huge. Yeah. That's huge. I mean, I have people in my life who have hurt me really, really bad, Mm -hmm. like really bad, who I would love to just pretend like it didn't happen or walk away. And I don't really have that choice. But in that, knowing that when you choose to bless somebody or you choose to see the good in them and you choose to be hospitable, which we'll go into next, um, that's what changes them.
1: Yep yeah that's the burning coals on their head yeah
0: when you focus on yourself so
1: yeah um okay so the next is be intentional and hospitable do not forget to show hospitality to strangers for by doing so some people have shown hospitality to angels without even knowing it hebrews 13 2 hannah how many angels
0: do you think mom has entertained (laughs) i know of one you do uh, do you never not not know that? Story? Wait, I don't know. Tell me. It had, was not had to do with hospitality, but it definitely was an angel encounter. I'm not. She'll tell. She'll tell you to this day. How do
1: I not know what you're talking about right now? This
0: person. I'm not kidding. We ran out of gas. Okay. In Ada. Okay. We are so close to the gas station. It's but like not ten close minutes from that. here. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So we ran out of gas. She has a bucket load full of kids in a van. Okay. And um, we made it to Spalding and Ada, like right yep. there. Um, and she's like like what do i do i can't well, this was like before cell phones mm-hmm. she's like i can't go to i can't walk all these kids down to the gas station i can't do whatever so this person stops and says do you need help and she said yeah i need gas to get to i need to get to the gas station they said okay wait right here they went they brought back a gas can could you not as mom is pouring it into the thing she turns person's gone just completely gone you can't see the car you no car no person no person just gone. Wow. And she's Ooh, still to this day, she's like, that was an angel. And yeah. all of us were like, what, what, what just what happened? Uh, right? Where yeah. the Lord just was like, I'm going to just take care, care of you. Yeah. <laughs> get you to the gas yeah. station. I remember her getting back in the car. It wasn't a lot of gas. It was enough mm. just to get us to the sure. gas station. And she gets in the car and she just sat there. Aww. And she was like, that was just an angel. Mm. And I was like, wow. That yeah. was that was pretty cool. So, Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, this woman is hospitable. Everyone's always welcome. And mm-hmm. wherever she is, she's going to make sure that everybody is taken care of.
0: Oh, yeah. Every uh, need is met. Such a lesson. Yeah. Uh,
1: and also to be inclusive.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm. Yep. Anybody's welcome at her table. And she always has clean towels and mm-hmm. a warm blanket. And people have just, I mean, even stay the night there. I think the one thing that I've learned in the care of
1: mom and dad is that if somebody comes to your home and they feel like they left being unseen or unheard mm-hmm. or unvalued, you failed big time. Yeah. they That was an opportunity to pour love on them. Yeah. And so if somebody comes here and feels that way at my house, remember at the open house this summer, I was like, you know, you're busy, you're fluttering around, mm-hmm. all these people want to talk to you. And I remember saying to you, hey can you go over and talk to this person because i just wanted they were my neighbors and i just wanted yeah. them to feel like seen and you did such a good job like yeah. you went over and well you, you just them. she
0: sent us a text oh, yeah, to the whole deny. family and you said um hey can you all be hospit like show some hospitality because it's going to be crazy mm-hmm. sure enough all of us went to different tables you all, and yeah, everybody just, did. Yeah. We all just talked to people, talked to got people. to got to know people. Yeah. I didn't know her neighbor.
1: <laughs> right. But I so appreciated yeah. it because yeah. I I was being pulled in multiple directions. It's like right. a whole shebang when you're throwing a right graduation open house. Yeah. So, anyway. Very true. Yeah.
0: Okay, next one. Okay. So um, maybe when your family, maybe when your families are not approachable and it's not time yet for you to be able to do work, um, you're not alone. So I think that sometimes it's easy to say, even in situations like we were just sharing with our family and being able to lean on each other and say, can you help, you know, be hospitable or like, can you do this or that? Or, you know, if there's a conflict with us, we talk about it. Um, but not in every house you can do that. Mm-hmm. And um, I have relationships that are unapproachable that like, I, I don't even know, maybe unapproachable is the wrong word, but one where you just don't, you're like, I know that person, I just don't go there. It's not worth the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and that can be really discouraging. Yeah. And it can be really exhausting. yeah um, And so anyways, all that to say, God is with you always. Mm-hmm. Um, and he tells us, he says, uh, I'm, where was this Hebrews yeah where it says let us now approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive his mercy um, and find grace to help us in our time of need um, the beautiful beautiful gift of Jesus is that we can approach um, God's throne yeah with grace or of grace yeah I didn't always get to be like no that. that's Mm-mm. a new thing that's something sometimes I wish we beautiful. all realized I know. I think back <laughs> to the Old Testament and, like, living under the law. Like,
1: only one person got to go in the Holy of Holies and be in God's presence. Now yeah. we get to, and we should want to be there all the yeah. time because it's beautiful.
0: Amazing. Yeah. yeah. So just know you can always approach God. You can always go to Him, and you can always say, this is really hard, and this really sucks, and yeah. He cares. Mm-hmm. He really does care, yeah. and He knows it. And I don't know if you – we wrote this down in our notes, but – um. He, when we talk about God being the judge, mm-hmm. there's, that can be kind of intimidating anything for people, but it's also very comforting. Yeah. Because when people hurt you, they're hurting his kid. Right. They're hurting his kid. Yeah. And um, he. And when you hurt other people. You're hurting his kid. You're hurting his kid. <laughs> so uh, let him out. be the judge. Let yeah. him be the judge. Get let out of his chair. Let him take care of it. You and don't,
1: you want to walk into a courtroom and sit in the judge's chair, no. right? no like if if you were the plaintiff in a case you wouldn't oh be gosh. sitting in the in the, <laughs> i'm sorry no in way. the judge's chair right right yeah you wouldn't be doing that so don't do it now because god's the judge
0: right let him handle it i yes. think sometimes like um it reminds me of of siblings like yeah. when you're in a fight with your sibling or you see something going on wrong oops sorry and you decide you're like i'm gonna just take care of this mm-hmm. you're doing something wrong and then your mom's like Can you just stay out of it? You're making Mm -hmm. it worse. Right. Like, just let me handle it. Yeah. That's what God wants.
1: Yeah, that was when I would, like, take a glass of water and throw it in Brian's face. Oh, my gosh.
0: And just stand on her hair. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Because she was just driving him nuts. Oh, my
1: gosh. We drove mom nuts.
0: Yeah. But that is, that's the parent-child relationship where God is, like, I see you. Mm -hmm. I see your pain. Mm -hmm. Thank you for coming to me instead of retaliating. Right. Let me take care of it. Yes.
1: And trust that he will.
0: And just trust him because he
1: will. And if you have a hard time believing that, then you need to get to know God, your father, a little better, I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. We all do. But that's what I think about that. Yeah. Um, Okay. So what about difficult or hurtful people in your family or in your church family? Um, This is our last point here. Um, our challenge is to allow God to heal you Mm -hmm. and to refine you Mm -hmm. and not just think that it's the other person's problem
0: yeah (laughs) say that heavily because and um (coughs) I have no idea what that says it's okay but Satan's ultimate goal is to get you to focus on yourself yeah um and God's ultimate goal is to get you to focus on him so when we Dwell in selfishness. That's where all that ugh, comes that's comes what, from. That's
1: what this says. The it? notes, okay. yeah. That's the gist. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: So um, I can almost guarantee that any sort of conflict in a family dynamic or in a friendship that is not fun and you hate it, there is a selfish person involved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you say, "I'm going to choose to not be selfish in this," then you change. Mm-hmm. And maybe they don't, but at least you let God refine you.
1: why don't you read that verse from First Peter? It's first Peter one six through nine
0: yeah, let me find it. is it, was it really- on your phone? Oh, yeah, it is on my phone. Hold on, I'll read it. It's okay, oh man, yeah, which I thought this was really really beautiful um, in first Peter, um it says. For you are receiving the end result of your faith, the salvation of your souls.
1: That's so beautiful. So beautiful. Mm-hmm.
0: Focus on yourself. Love let, God. Let, let him, him work in you, you. Yep. And let Him hold the rest. You guys, mm-hmm. you don't need to carry it. I'm speaking to the choir. Mm-hmm. I'm real. I really am, mm-hmm. like personally, working through this exact scenario. Mm-hmm. So, um, every day, giving it to God and praying for that person. That the Lord blesses them and keeps them. Yep. Because he will. Yep. That's all you can do.
1: hmm And coming. And then rest in that and get the joy from the Lord. Yeah. Coming at them with a heart of love first oh and man, foremost. Oh, man, guys. They even don't if, like that. Even if you have to have a boundary <laughs> where you don't talk <laughs> right. to them unless yeah. necessary. Yeah. A heart of love yeah. is, your, is the posture of your heart and mm-hmm. you let God work on you and the oh, things that you need yeah. to fix and become a better person. Yeah. So I think that's close to it for episode one. Good job. Uh, We just want you to know that family is God's design. And even with broken people, um, with a sin nature that's now tainting that design, he still loves the idea and the unit that is family Mm -hmm. because it's a reflection of who he is. Um, Mm -hmm. So how are you being family to those that you live with? And how are you being family to those that you encounter each day? And how are you being family to those in your Sunday gathering? And I think on my last note, I'd like to say that those of you without a father, whether it's a father that was absent or a father that was abusive or a father that passed away, God is a father to the fatherless. He is the father to Mm -hmm. the fatherless. And he wants to step into that role. And I can say with full confidence that the moment that my dad died yes it was hard mm-hmm. it w- was full of grief and hardship and loneliness and yeah. this new uh, almost like a abandonment kind of feeling yeah god the father met me and he has gone above and beyond in yeah, in loving me because i said please help me mm-hmm. so
0: yeah and also on that note too like um I just heavily feel like if you are in a place where you need some family, will you just reach out to us? Yeah. (laughs) Because even if you're far away or we can't meet up for a cup of coffee or to sit in a living room with you, we would love to help you feel connected to somebody. Yes. Because that's God's design. He wants you to feel loved. And that's not weird to say, I'm really lacking family and I need someone to talk to me. And we'll do that.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Or we'll send you our mom's phone number. <laughs> sisters,
0: of course, or our sister's.
1: Ours. For Kim's. <laughs> no, Becky's. Or, oh, Becky's. Becky
0: loves to talk. Yeah, we'll send I you Becky. It. Oh, I love it. That's so awesome. We love FaceTime too. So yeah. be prepared.
1: Be prepared.
0: Oh, my word. Okay,
1: guys. Thanks for tuning in. This was so fun. I cannot wait until the next episode where we talk about Ephesians 4 and growing up. Woo-hoo. We're going to talk about growing up in the family of God, becoming mature, and what it means to, to be a part of this kingdom. So I'm excited for that. All right. Thanks, guys. Be blessed.